Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the University Chapel. Today, we commemorate the National Hispanic Heritage Month, and what a great way to celebrate it here with you guys at the chapel. As part of the 21% of the Hispanic um, students' population here at CLU, we commemorate this month by celebrating the history, cultures, and contributions of American citizens whose ancestors came from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, Central, and South America. This month is also very significant because it is the anniversary of the independence of several Latin American countries, as well as the Dia de la Raza, known as Day of the Race here, or Christopher Columbus Days. Here at CLU, we want the students and the community to celebrate, learn, and share from each other's culture in harmony. We all have different ethnicities that come from all over the world, and somehow we are all connected to each other. Even though we come from differing backgrounds, we once again celebrate this day together and demonstrate how much of a close-knit family we are at California Lutheran University. Thank you for all of you guys coming and joining the celebration of Dia de la Raza as well as the Hispanic Heritage Month. Sisters and brothers gathered together, good morning, buenos dias. This is the day that the Lord has made. Este es el día que hizo el Señor. We will rejoice and be glad in it. When we gather for praise and prayer to learn and to be inspired, we know God's presence. Then, as now, God is with us. Dios está con nosotros. Dios está con nosotros. When those who have plenty commit their resources to bring about equality, we know God's presence. Then, as now, God is with us. Dios está con nosotros. Dios está con nosotros. When those who have less share what little they have with strangers, we know God's presence. Then, as now, God is with us. Dios está con nosotros. Dios está con nosotros. When those from many traditions and heritage, heritages gather to celebrate together and live lives of hope and charity, we know God's presence. Then as now, God is with us. Dios está con nosotros. Dios está con nosotros. Then let us worship together in the spirit of fellowship. Como siervo sediente en busca de un río, así, Dios mío, te busco a ti. Tengo sed de Dios, del Dios de la vida. ¿Cuándo volveré a presentarme ante Dios? Día y noche mis lágrimas son alimento. Mientras a todas horas me preguntan, ¿dónde está tu Dios? Cuando pienso en estas cosas, doy rienda suelta a mi dolor. Recuerdo cuando yo iba con la gente, conduciéndola al templo de Dios entre gritos de alegría y gratitud. 
¡Qué gran fiesta entonces! ¿Por qué voy a desanimarme? ¿Por qué voy a estar preocupado? Mi esperanza he puesto en Dios, a quien todavía seguiré alabando. Él es mi Dios y Salvador. Me siento muy desanimado. Por eso pienso tanto en ti desde la región de Río Jordán, desde los montes Hermón y Misar. Se escucha en los precipicios el eco atronador de tus cascadas. Los torrentes de agua que tú mandas han pasado sobre mí. De día el Señor me envía su amor, y de noche no cesa mi canto ni mi oración a Dios de mi vida. Le digo a Dios, mi defensor, ¿por qué me has olvidado? ¿Por qué tengo que andar triste y oprimido por mis enemigos? Hasta los huesos me duelen por las ofensas de mis enemigos, que a todas horas me preguntan, ¿dónde está tu Dios? ¿Por qué voy a desanimarme? ¿Por qué voy a estar preocupado? Mi esperanza he puesto en Dios a quien todavía seguiré alabando. Él es mi Dios y Salvador. As a deer longs for flowing streams, my soul longs for you, O God. My thirst for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me continually, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I went with the throng and led them in procession to the house of God, with glad shouts and songs of thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me, O hope in God? For I shall again praise him, my help and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you, the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Massar. Deep calls to deep at the thunder of the cataracts, and your waves and your billows have gone over me. By, the, by day, the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night, this doing is within me. A prayer to God, to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I walk about mournfully because the enemy oppresses me? As with a deadly wound in my body, my adversaries taunt me. While they say to me continually, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. Como el siervo brama por las corrientes de las aguas, así brama por mí, oh Dios, el alma mía. Mi alma tiene sed de Dios. 
del Dios vivo. Cuando vendré y me presentaré delante de Jehová. Fueron mis lágrimas, mi pan de día y de noche, cuando decían todos los días, ¿dónde está tu Dios? Mi Dios está allá en el cielo azul, en los profundos de los mares, allí está. Where is your God is a question that I have asked myself many times during my adult life. In moments of pain and grief, I have literally felt abandoned by God. I stand before you today as a daughter of Mexican immigrants and a first-generation college graduate to discuss how I have overcome my separation anxiety with God. In recent years, I have discovered that despite my feelings of isolation, God never abandons me. But when my emotions are raw, I panic and cry out for God as a newborn cries out for her mother or caregiver. Between the ages of two months and two years, infants work on attaining object permanence, which is the understanding that objects or people continue to exist even if they can't be seen. Until the time when babies reach this milestone, things only exist if seen by the infant's own eyes. While new technology shows that infants as early as four to five months demonstrate searching behaviors, it's not until the second year of life that children have a full understanding of this concept. So what does object permanence have to do with God? When in an emotionally raw state, we demand concrete, visual evidence of his existence. But what I have discovered quite by chance in the past few years is that God is everywhere. And I have some good examples. A few years ago, I received a book from Debbie Reed, a good friend, respected mentor and educator, and the head of Pasadena's prestigious Polytechnic School. The book is titled The Hummingbird's Daughter, written by Luis Alberto Urrea. There is a section in that book that made me, so, made me laugh out loud, even though I reread it several times. The dialogue is between a curandera, or a healer, named Huila, and her young protege, Teresita. So I'm going to read this section to you. And it starts with Huila, the curandera. Every rock comes from God, and God is in every rock, if you look for him. This was pretty strange talk for Teresita. In a rock? Yes. In a, in a bee? Certainly. In a taco? You think you're funny? Huila was irked. A tortilla made of holy corn, corn made of rain and soil and sun, that tortilla round as the sun itself. Was God not in the rain? Did the corn not come from God? What of the sun? Was the sun simply some meaningless accident in the sky, some ball of light, meaning nothing, signifying nothing? No, only a heretic would fail to see God in a meal. 
and the meat of the goat and the flowers the goat ate and the chiles in the salsa and the guacamole and the hands of the fine woman who'd, who slapped that tortilla into shape then laid it in the, sizz, the sizzling meat into it and the fire and the firing and the house in which the firing burned and the ancestors who raised the generation that led to the woman making the taco, only an idiot would fail to see God in a meal. If you are too, too blind to see God in a taco, she exclaimed, then you are truly blind. Teresita said, then everything is God. Don't be a heathen, Huila said. God is everything. Learn the difference. So you have to realize, my family shares a secret recipe to marinate carne asada. And we have always held tacos in high esteem. But after reading this, I realized that God is in our carne asada tacos. And everything makes sense to me now. The fellowship, the bonding, how good we feel when we eat tacos, and how we want to share our tacos with all our friends every time we have a party. It's like if we show up to a party and my sister made tostadas, we're like, oh, nice, tostadas. You know, or like my mom made pozole, and we're like, oh, nice, pozole. Or like in Christmas, we make tamales. It's still not as good as our tacos. They're like, and now I get it. I'm like, God is in our tacos. And if you think that's bad, last week I found God in my daughter Kimberly's homework. And I cannot tell you how unlikely and how surprising it was because she has a very long track record of homework inconsistency. And so the fact that I was, I was kind of stalking her computer to make sure she wasn't up to anything naughty, and there popped the homework. And so I read it, and um, Kim was apparently asked to write about a family tradition for her religion class. And what I read was both touching and enlightening. Like any good mother, I first admonished her for not citing her sources, and then I told her <laughs> that I would like to use the information from her paper for the service today. She wrote up our, about our family's penchant for breaking piñatas. We break piñatas on birthdays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Mother's Day, or any time we have a get-together or we can get our, our hands on a piñata. She wrote that the piñata origina originated in China and traveled through Europe and came to Mexico via Spaniard mis missionaries. They had noticed a similar Aztec tradition, and so they assigned religious symbolism to the practice in order to attract um, converts to Christianity. The traditional Mexican piñata is a star with seven points that represent the, dead, the seven deadly sins. I had not reviewed the deadly sins, but they're pretty bad. Like, if you identify with one, like I sort of identified, sometimes I get greedy, and greed is one, but if you read them all, and if, and if you practiced all those deadly sins, that, that would be pretty bad. It's like greed, and envy, and lust, and avarice, and gluttony. Gluttony. What else? Pride. One more? Sloth. I forgot that one. Yeah, you guys know that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, one or two, maybe three of them, you know, you're, you know, you're human. But se those seven, that would be a pretty bad person. Anyway, so the deadly sins are on the piñata, right? And then um, there's a blindfolded hitter. And the blindfolded hitter represents the faithful. 
And um, the, when people are breaking the, the piñata, people chant, they, 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 do, they make chants or they sing songs. So they might say, arriba, arriba, abajo, abajo, al lado. And a lot of people are trying to trick the blindfold hitter because they represent like the devil. And then some people are singing, uh, no quiero oro, ni quiero plata, yo lo que quiero es quebrar la piñata, or dale, 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 no quebra, no pierdas el tino. So there are these little songs. And those people are supposed to represent the distractions to the faithful during their faith journey. And so um, the breaking of the piñata represents the triumph of good over evil. And the goodies inside represent the rewards for those who remain faithful and focused in the fight against evil. So by now I'm thinking, oh my gosh, all of my parties are practically like going to church. If I have a party on Saturday and I serve carne asada tacos and I have a piñata, I'm pretty much good for the week. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wait, Mariana, that, that blended beverage that Mexicans like to drink and everybody else too um, is not really conducive to, to Santa Comunión. And that's where I thought, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I don't serve that beverage. I'm with the Spanish missionaries. I serve something called sangria. <laughs> I didn't know we could have communion. And then we would really be good. So, my last example of God's ubiquitous nature has to do with a song, specifically Psalm 42, and it's the song that I sung when I first came up here. I learned it from my father, who had a sixth grade education and no musical training, but he was very wise and sang with a pure, crystal clear tenor voice. My father died of pancreatic cancer on January 1st, 2008. He was 65 years old, and he was not ready to go, and we were not ready to let him go. When we were told that he had 12 to 24 hours to live, my mom's siblings and I took turns at his bedside, singing, praying, and thanking him for all that he had accomplished and all that he had given us. It was during one of these bedside visits that my sister and I spontaneously sang Psalm 42. It was a psalm that he used to sing beautifully. And this is when I realized that God is with us every day, day in and day out, in happiness and sadness, life and death. By this time, my father was not speaking. He just slept and breathed, and breathed very deliberate, laborious breaths. But when we began singing, a smile spread across his face. I made eye contact with my sister, and we smiled in disbelief but kept singing. Now, I would have been satisfied with that smile as a miracle from God in my father's last hours. But then my father raised his arms, and he began to conduct as we sing. And I'm, I know this sounds crazy, but he really did it, and my sister's not here, but she's my witness. And uh, so we were saying, Mi Dios está, and he was, I mean, he was, he was conducting. I didn't even know he could conduct. And so we just kept singing. We didn't know what to do. And that's when I realized with this little miracle that God was with my father in his last hours. He was with our family, and as a matter of fact, he had never left. In the depths of despair, I lost my object permanence. So as if I were a newborn, God gave me a concrete visual representation of his presence and of my father's love. It is my hope 
that you too will find God in your family, in your favorite food, in life's little pleasures and biggest disappointments, and always in beautiful music. Sometime today, I will be in the house of the Lord at Three Amigos, just saying. <laughs> Together we stand, let us pray. For the members of this community, that we may find ways to help build a world of respect for human life and culture, we pray to God. Oremos al Señor. Señor, ten piedad. For all who vote, that our participation in the upcoming election may lead to a world of greater commitments to justice and peace, we pray to God. Oremos al Señor. Señor, ten piedad. For the earth, that we will be inspired by God's Spirit to protect all of, our, all of creation, we pray to God. Oremos al Señor. Señor, ten piedad. For workers around the world, especially children who work long hours for little pay, that we might all seek ways to promote fairness, justice, and dignity in their lives, we pray to God. Oremos al Señor. Señor, ten piedad. For leaders around the world, that they might find ways to bring an end to war and violence and promote peace and development for all nations, we pray to God. Oremos al Señor. Señor, ten piedad. Gather our prayers together and hold us in love. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. El Señor esté con ustedes. And are with your spirit. The blessing of Almighty God descend upon you. La bendición de Dios Todopoderoso descienda sobre ustedes. Amen. Go in peace. Pueden ir en paz. Thanks be to God. Demos gracias a Dios.